Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. As we all know, technology can offer some wonderful advantages in our everyday lives, or not-so-wonderful disadvantages, sometimes at the very same time. We've all seen, for example, advertisements for new generations of cars, cars that stop when there's an obstacle in front of them that the driver may not have noticed, or a car that senses another car coming up fast in an adjacent lane and so moves our car over a bit to avoid a possible mishap, or the cool backup cameras that many cars have now that spare us the exercise of turning our heads around when we back out of a parking space. In fact, contemporary cars have dozens, scores, sometimes even hundreds of sensors in them to make driving a car more pleasant, more convenient, and hopefully more safe. And that is all good. But what happens to all the information that those sensors are collecting? Who owns it? Who has access to it? The data generated and collected by the sensors in our cars can, according to a recent study, actually identify us personally based on our driving styles. On the one hand, that might be useful in some cases, say when an officer pulls someone over who's driving erratically, but by the time the officer gets to the car, the driver, who has an OUI on his record, has quickly switched places with a passenger who does not. On the other hand, it might be just a bit spooky. But does it really work? Can the way that we drive be so individual that the sensors in a car can identify an individual person based on driving style? It seems that the answer could very well be yes. An article appeared recently in Proceedings on Privacy Enhancing Technologies that was entitled Automobile Driver Fingerprinting. In the abstract, the authors from the University of Washington and the University of California, San Diego, described the question that they had. Here's part of what they said. Quote, Today's automobiles leverage powerful sensors and embedded computers to optimize efficiency, safety, and driver engagement. However, the complexity of possible inferences using in-car sensor data is not well understood. While we don't know of attempts by automotive manufacturers or makers of aftermarket components, like insurance dongles, to violate privacy, a key question we ask is, could they, or their collection and later accidental leaks of data, violate a driver's privacy? In the present study, we experimentally investigate the potential to identify individuals using sensor data snippets of their natural driving behavior. More specifically, we record the in-vehicle sensor data of the controller area network of a typical modern vehicle, popular 2009 sedan, as each of 15 participants, A, performed a series of maneuvers in an isolated parking lot, and B, drove the vehicle in traffic along a defined approximately 50-mile loop through the Seattle metropolitan area. Our results indicate that, at least among small sets, drivers are indeed distinguishable using only in-car sensors. In particular, we find that it's possible to differentiate our 15 drivers with 100% accuracy 
when training with all of the available sensors using 90% of driving data from each person. Furthermore, it's possible to reach high identification rates using less than 8 minutes of training data. When more training data is available, it's possible to reach very high identification using only a single sensor, for example, the brake pedal. As an extension, we also demonstrate the feasibility of performing driver identification across multiple days of data collection, end quote. Now, this is a small study, but it indicates that our driving styles may be unique and they may not vary much from day to day. And, though it was not tested specifically, we'd bet the driving style would be pretty consistent from car to car. So, can someone else, a divorce lawyer, a law enforcement agency, an insurance company, a car rental agency, a boss, demand to see the data that all those sensors can put together into a driving profile for each of us? The answer is not yet clear. As the authors point out, quote, one of the central policy challenges is mitigating the risks of data reuse for unforeseen and potentially adversarial purposes, which raises significant privacy concerns. Within the United States, 13 states have adopted the stance that a vehicle's sensor data is private and the property of the car owner. However, Within these 13 states, there are marked differences on what constitutes acceptable data retrieval without owner consent. End quote. For example, one of those 13 states, Oregon, allows disclosure of this data without the vehicle owner's permission to, quote, facilitate medical research of the human body's reaction to motor vehicle crashes, end quote, or, quote, to diagnose, service, or repair a motor vehicle, end quote. That is a pretty wide net that can be cast to reel in data from car sensors and data recorders. It seems like this is an area in which technology is once again moving a lot faster than the law. So, as we drive around in new cars filled with all manner of convenience and safety features, we might be wise to keep in mind that every time one of those features kicks in, it kicks out data about what happened. For example, every time we put a foot on the brake, the car records when we did that, how hard, and what else was going on at the time. That data can, in a manner of speaking, fingerprint our driving styles. What happens once that data is collected and correlated is a question that remains to be answered and, in many parts of the country, remains to even be asked. We'll try to keep asking those kinds of questions in the hopes we may all benefit from the answers, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <laughs>